Hello everyone. My name is Shomu Datta Gupta and this series is called Show Me The Dots. Through this series, my attempt is to show students and young professionals an insider's view into the various careers from the practitioners who are successful in them. As the best way to learn is through practice, I invite guests from a wide range of professions to share their experiences and advice for someone who wants to explore these careers. My focus is to give the young listeners insights from the careers of the 21st century where my guests are improving the way we will think, live and work in the years ahead and in this process solve some of the large problems around us. My guest today is my good friend Milind Kelkar. Milind is a veteran of consumer research and analytics domains and is currently the chief analytics officer at Unpickle, a customer experience platform provider. He holds a doctorate degree in marketing sciences from the Indian Institute of Management, Bangalore, as well as a metallurgical engineering degree from VNIT Nagpur. In his last corporate role, before turning an entrepreneur seven years back, Milind was heading products and solutions at Genpact, a global leader in business process management. Previously, he had held leadership roles in analytics consulting companies like Kantar and Marketix and also at a large bank, HSBC. At Unpickle, Milind specializes in text analytics for open-ended questions in customer service and online reviews. For the last seven years, Unpickle has continuously improved the quality of insights with AI-generated themes and provided 99% plus confidence level in analytics outputs with an in-house proprietary platform, InfoPickle. Milind is currently partnering with other industry players to empower business analysts in code-free analytics. In my chat with Milind, we speak about his vision and planning to become an entrepreneur and the unique solutions which Unpickles offers. He also speaks on specific steps to follow for students and young professionals from different educational backgrounds who want to enter and excel in the exciting domain of analytics. Happy listening! Welcome to the podcast, Show Me The Dots, Milind. As we were talking a while back, you've had a very interesting journey. From being an engineer, then getting a PhD in marketing, to finally being an entrepreneur now. It would be a great insight for our listeners to learn a little more about your journey. Hey, hi, Shomu. Thank you. Thanks, first of all, for inviting me to the podcast. My entrepreneur journey has been very interesting. It started when, as a kid, I watched my grandparents and my close relatives in close quarters managing their Udpi-style restaurants in the city of Mumbai. As 
some of you know, Urpi style restaurants stand for value for money, healthy, fresh, fast food service. Now everyone believes that the success of Urpi restaurants was because they have some secret recipe of making the dishes. But in reality, the success was their ability to consistently deliver over time superior quality food at an affordable price. So I've seen my relatives, my grandfather, micromanaging the task at the back end. In fact, his day would start at 5 a.m. in the morning where he would be supervising everything right from the kitchen to who all came at work, um, you know, negotiating at the vegetable market to procure the best and the cheapest vegetable. Um, the daytime, I was always negotiating, uh, innovating, trying to see what manual task could be automated, which means what is the best way to keep uh, the idlis hot or what is the fastest way to uh, you know, cook the recipe without sacrificing quality. So, so that's, that was the seeds of my uh, you know, entrepreneurship when I started thinking that I need to be on my own. As far as academics go, I pursued my engineering and metallurgy from National Institute of Technology in Nagpur. In those days they were called regional engineering colleges. After which I worked briefly at a steel company in Mumbai. And I really wanted to learn more. So I did my formal education further by pursuing my PhD or what is known as fellowship in marketing from IIM Bangalore. So during my formative years, starting on my own was always on my mind. This became a journey in itself. I started narrowing down on my area of interest. I specialized in marketing analytics during my PhD days. Post that I joined a market research firm as a conscious choice to ensure that I acquire some practical experience before I start on my own. Further to that, I worked a few startup analytic companies. I worked with a large bank. I worked with a BPO. And my choice of the firms and the kind of roles I selected was all the way dictated by my innate interest in specializing in all aspects of analytics which would help me in my entrepreneurial journey. Wonderful. That's great to hear. Actually, the focus which you have had at starting on your own and in the area of your interest and the choice of kind of education as well as the kind of roles which you have taken in various organizations, I think that's, that's really commendable. I, I'm sure many of our listeners will be able to learn from the kind of focus which you have had and apply them in their own personal and professional lives. So Milind, can you tell a little bit about your organization? What do you do and how do you help your customers? Yeah, absolutely. I think seven years back when both me and my partner Devdasan, when we decided to start the company, we were very clear we didn't want to be a me too company. We wanted to create a value which was very distinctive in nature. And our understanding of analytics said that 
all aspects of analytics, be it big data, be it advanced analytics, be it specialized analytics, all of them were covered by most of the firms. The one area which was untouched or which was not fully fulfilled at that point in time and still until date was unstructured data analytics or text analytics, which means at every point in your life, imagine you are generating some form of conversation, right? Be it when you step out of a cab, you are giving feedback about the transportation company. When you check out of a hotel, you give feedback about the hotel on TripAdvisor or on email. If you order from a quick delivery service, you give feedback on the services used. If you buy on Amazon or if you buy on any of the social media space, you're giving feedback, right? In the form of reviews. Some of the reviews are open source, some of them are closed space. So feedback in some form of other is existing across multiple touch points, multiple forms, across all multiple channels that we see. And that feedback is interesting because uh, people talk in, the, in their own native language. It could be English. Uh, you will be surprised to know that if, if you take a city of Dubai, uh, even there you will see uh, it's a cosmopolitan country where people are not only speaking in English and Arabic, but you might find Tamil, you might find um, you know, different forms of Arabic, like Egyptian Arabic being different from uh, Middle East Arabic. Even in India, there are some 20, 30 major languages which exist and feedback is given in, in the native tonality. And the size, right, for a typical bank, there are at least 100,000 customers giving feedback daily in some form or other. The feedback could be at a branch, could be in a call center, could be on email, could be on a social media site, um, could be in reviews. So the volume is huge. The language is unique. It's in their own language. The language is not pure. The language is, has a lot of spelling mistakes, has a lot of grammatical issues, you know, structure issues. And they're talking about multiple things. Right? They're talking about, for example, again, coming to a bank, they're talking about the branch, they're talking about digital, they're talking about call center, they're giving feedback about the fixed deposits, they're giving feedback about credit cards, um, you know, loan services, mortgage services, home services. Where Unpickle plays a role is we, we look at such conversations, which is of tremendous volume, of tremendous complexity, and we convert them into numbers. Numbers which make sense for customer service, marketing people to find out what are the drivers of satisfactions, why people are unhappy, who are unhappy, what are the reasons for their unhappiness. So we are able to do that at a faster space. We are able to do that at the lowest you know, denominator from a cost perspective. And um, you know, we are able to do it in multiple languages. So to summarize, Unpickle is in the business of analyzing text or feedback data in any language uh, of any volume uh, in the shortest amount of time at, at one of the lowest cost, in fact, lower than 
even manual reading is possible. That's super kind of work which you are doing, Milind. I think today for organizations to learn what their customers are saying about themselves and to make a sense out of that and take that into actionable areas, I think that's the core of today's any consumer product company, any consumer services company for that matter. So, Milind, you spoke about the area of analytics and how the various areas of analytics have evolved over the period of time. So, there are many of our listeners who are students or young professionals who want to get into the area of analytics and data sciences. That's one area which we see a lot of interest in. So, what do you think, how they can get into this area? Is there a specific education they need to pursue or they need to do some online courses they need to get into some training programs is there a particular technical skill they need to acquire so what would be your advice to young students who are maybe in schools who are in colleges who have just passed out of colleges getting to the world of work what would be your advice of people who want to get into this very exciting area of data sciences and analytics i think first and foremost without billeting the pedestal at which analytics has been kept. Everybody does analytics, right? A student who has limited pocket money has to optimize his spends, um, deciding between going to movies, going out with friends, visiting some restaurants, or spending on some gadgets, right? So he has to optimize, figure out, make some choices, take those decisions. So, so that's one form of analytics. If you go to a bakery shop, the, the baker has to do analytics. If he makes more cakes than he's supposed to make, um, then he has unsold inventory and he has stale cakes which no one will buy. But if, if he were to make less cakes than the demand, um, then he has unsatisfied customers who might go and visit his competitors. So Baker has a challenge of uh, deciding how many cakes to make every day. And not only that, which cakes to make, which is the hot selling cake, which is the cake which you should not make. Um, so that's analytics. You know, the hoteler has a challenge. Right? They have um, you know, rooms which needs to be occupied which needs to be utilized. People need to, and it's a loss for them. You know, it's a sunk cost for them. If nobody uses the room, um, it's a loss. So they need occupancy and they need maximum occupancy. So the challenge is if they offer the lowest price, they won't make much money. And if they charge a premium price, then the rooms will not be filled. So how do they manage the revenues? How do, what price should each room be sold on season, off season, um, you know, so volume-wise, corporates? So that's also analytics. So everybody goes through an analytics phase. So that's something that if you have observed, if you like doing it, then you have definitely set on the course to do it. Academically, if you are a student of economics, statistics, mathematics, then you definitely have an advantage to understand complex analytical techniques 
and the explanation of its output. So you have an edge over others. If you are a computer science related graduate, especially if you have knowledge of databases or programming knowledge such as C++ or Python programming, you'll find it easy to execute data engineering tasks or you'll find it very easy to work on cloud. And students with SQL or structured query language um, have been found to be very adept at picking up data visualization tools such as Tableau or Power BI. But even if you do not have these educational backgrounds, if you have an aptitude, um, you can become a domain analyst, you can be a specialist. So you can become a supply chain analytics specialist, you can become a uh, marketing analytics specialist, you can become a finance analytics specialist, right? So even if you have knowledge or subject matter knowledge in a particular field, you need not know programming language. There is no need to learn some you know, complex softwares. You can still enter the field of analytics if you specialize in a particular subject matter um, you know, that I mentioned earlier. Thanks, Manind. I think that's a great piece of advice. Firstly, to understand whether you have the innate acumen to look at data and make sense out of it in various business situations, and then getting the requisite academic or formal training to get you ready for this world of analytics. But tell me one thing, uh, people who don't have such backgrounds, like you said, if people from economic statistics or maths or people with programming knowledge of things like Python or SQL, if such people, let's say people who spent a few years in their careers and are looking at trying to get into the area of data sciences and analytics, what should the part they should take if they have not had this formal training or training in some of these programming languages you have had. Any advice for such people? Um, and <laughs> it's an interesting question. Uh, when we interview candidates um, at entry-level positions at Unpickle, the first question that I do ask candidates are what OTT channels they watch. And the second question is, um, name any analytic companies they are aware of. Have you visited the Unpickle website? Have you seen the videos about Unpickle's um, proprietary software, Infopickle, uh, on LinkedIn or on website or on YouTube? Um, do we know what, uh, who are our clients? What are the problems we solve for them? So I think the same question holds true for any new entrant to the world of analytics. Um, read up, nowadays there is no dearth of information available. So read up who are the leading software companies. So if you were to read up about Gartner or Forrester, they would give you a high overview of the leading companies which are providing different kind of analytics services, um, both locally and globally. Um, the second uh, good stream is definitely YouTube and LinkedIn, which provides humongous knowledge about you know, different videos on any aspect of analytics that you need. Um, so 
so if you want to build your data science first is you know just get to be aware of what are the different providers what are their offerings um so that's the landscape that is a prerequisite to you know it's, it's very good uh, to invest in problem solving skills logical reasoning basic statistics uh, basic excel um, basic sql knowledge just so that you have uh, an entry level advantage when you're trying to learn about data science analytics and three is i would definitely encourage you to attend webinars now thanks to this post pandemic we have so many webinars being organized by so many influencers across multiple channels so listen to podcast you are driving you are taking a walk you are jogging listen to podcast on analytics on various topics of analytics uh, you know how companies have uh, done new brand launches how they have done quick turnarounds how they have been able to drive down cost how they have increased the assets how have they managed the risk right? there's uncertain times how have come some companies managed to manage the risk is something that you can listen to as you're doing some of the work as well i would also encourage you to enlist in a very very short term online course especially if you have work experience uh, if you are a student there's a wonderful app, you know option in applying to myriad post graduate institute offering business analytic courses uh, if you are a working professional and you want to know more about analytics you want to learn more about analytics i would recommend you adopting something called as a code free software uh, be it infopical be it uh, rapid miner which you do not have to learn any programming language but you are still able to dabble with data so these are some of the things that i would really encourage um, you know folks being interested in data science profession yeah that's a very helpful insight because many people who are few years into their careers they would want to make a switch into this area of data sciences and analytics but they would not know how where to start and how to get ready for a switch maybe a few years down the line but how do they upskill themselves thanks man that's great advice now tell me one thing the area of analytics and data sciences obviously will entail people to get practical experience one is to know programming language or theoretical knowledge of economics or statistics but how do students get to know the real world problems and take part in solving them is there a way they can get a real life experience let's say projects internship freelance work in this area of analytics and data sciences while they being a student no oh, absolutely absolutely um as far as i know both me as well as my counterparts in other firms we are constantly looking for interns to join our firm and it works two ways right we are interested in young professionals to join our firm once they finish their course at the same time uh, we get to observe them they get to learn about us and maybe they will have a fresh perspective to things that we do so internship is definitely a good option that i would really encourage them to take it up with uh, various firms 
my only advice is when you are taking up an internship project uh, you know talk to your mentor if that internship project can be realistically completed in your internship time right so if it's a one month you should ideally take up the scope of work which is restricted to one month vis-a-vis taking up a six month internship that means you can take a slightly more strategic project that's first advice second advice is to all students is that um, you know experiences like taking a driving license you, know, you need to practice it on the field you need to practice it with the data with the tools with the techniques and there are many sources available the most prominent source is kaggle where multiple organization pose challenging problems for students and employed professionals to solve and it's very interesting to see how uh, different folks across the world post the solution to that problem so even if you are an observer downloading the data sets the problem statement and the solution uh, for a student that itself is an experience and it's, it's an exhilarating experience because you can compare answers to the same problem uh, in the same data set three is um, you know you should uh, definitely review frequently asked questions sites such as quora where you will see specific problems have been solved in those forums so these three aspects will definitely give a student an overall perspective before they are ready to join a firm full time yeah i think those are that's a great piece of advice i think looking at challenges put on kaggle or the solutions which is quora i think that we give them good hands on experience on real life problems and internships obviously that's the best possible way to learn once you are handling a real set of data with a real company that gives insights not only how the data works but how an organization works because that's also very really important of what are the customers are wanting how you respond to the customer requests and the data analysis comes as a part of that i think that's a great piece of advice milin now finally coming back to you and to your entrepreneurial journey so you've taken this path of entrepreneurship and there are many others who want to take that path so what would be your advice to young person who wants to take the entrepreneurial path specifically in the domain of analytics because that's where you had the choice of starting out and you have really planned your way towards being to the position which you are today so what's your advice to students or young professionals who want to become an entrepreneur in this area uh my first advice is um, you know don't take up entrepreneurship because you heard someone making million dollars or billion dollars on a website page or news article please don't take it up for that because that's one in thousand one in million person who is making that money yeah uh, entrepreneurship is a long long journey it's a 7 8 year old journey so the first decision is uh, do you have funding or you don't have funding so if you have funding that's great 
right? So you can you can make plans, you can work as per your plans and, and work along with it. But if you don't have funding, it's it's called bootstrapped. So we are at Unpickle have been bootstrapped. And um, touch wood, we have survived seven years. And uh, it's a tough, tough aspect to ensure that you have a very, very tight control on your finances. You ensure that all your innovation is paid for by clients, by subscribing to your services or to your platform. Uh, so you need clients, right? Be it uh, you know, B2C or B2B business. Next question is, um, you know, if, if you're going to survive for 70 years and, and your product development is going to take three to four years, uh, then you have to decide who's going to fund that. Is it your family members? Is it going to be friends? Is it going to be from your savings? And the question to ask is, the question you would ask in the stock market. Will you invest in a stock which has a 95% failure rate? Or would you invest in a stock which has only you know, 1% of failure? Uh, most of the people prefer to invest in fixed deposits, savings, because the risk is very, very low, right? So entrepreneurship is the other end of the spectrum. The risk is very high, 99% is a failure rate. And um, it's your choice, your money. Even if your friends, family members are putting it still your neck on the line. So, so think through that, think through the finances. Two, assuming that you have decided to take the plunge, don't do it alone. You know, solo, solo trip travels won't survive. Uh, ideal situation is two to four founders. Uh, someone will complement each other in terms of marketing, delivery, development, finance. And something that you are going to be good partners uh, you know, for the seven, eight years. So synchronization within the team is very important to survive that such a long journey. Thirdly, it's a very personal recommendation. Develop a fitness routine, right? Physical, mental, social, fitness. There's going to be a lot of upheavals, right? There's going to be pandemic phase one, phase two, phase three. There's going to be financial crisis, oil crisis, employment crisis the great resignations. So all your assumptions are going to be tested. Uh, you're going to have competition. You will have your clients competing with you. You will have your employees competing with you. You will have disagreement with your partners. So you need to keep you cool in, in all that uncertainty. So if you're getting into entrepreneurship, ensure that you have a strict fitness regimen uh, to take you through. And lastly, think about what is the business you want to get into? What is your core strength? Are you here to make money? Or are you here to leverage your core strength? And this reminds me of a great story I, I read long time back. This story is about a blind accountant. Uh, it, it won a Sahitya Academy Award, so I don't really know the author. Uh, but I read it in during my IMB days, I read it in the library. Uh, it was a translated work in English. Yeah, but I suspect the stories from Kerala about a blind accountant working for a cloth merchant in a rural uh, you know, village of Kerala. And this accountant would maintain the finances uh, of the person, both 
receipt and you know payments part of it and one fine day the the cloth merchant's son comes from town and gets a calculator or a laptop for the merchant and suddenly the blind accountant's job is redundant he is no longer required because you have a automated solution to do whatever the blind accountant was doing so the cloth merchant still retained him he still continued to pay his salary because he has been working for generations with them but the blind accountant was very clear he didn't want any pity he didn't want sympathy he wanted to contribute to cut the story short the blind accountant metamorphosized from an accountant to a planner so he started assisting the cloth merchant in procurement in coordination in acquiring new clients in following up with old clients uh talking about tailors talking about people who send the cloth and you know different materials so from an accountant he moved on to a planner and his contribution to the merchant was much more valuable than what he was as a role of an accountant so the point is think about your core strength because that is what is going to take you to the 7 8 years and it may not be a feature of the tool but it is the value that you provide to your end client that's a wonderful story i think that's truly inspirational and all of us can learn from the story of this blind accountant of focusing on your core strength and upskilling when the need comes and upskilling constantly thanks milind your advice for students and youngsters who want to start off on the area of data sciences and also on their entrepreneurial journey and the inspirational story about your journey i think that's going to be really beneficial for our listeners i'm sure we will have other opportunities to catch up and chat as you move forward in your journey hey thank you for first of all again inviting me and making us talk about unpickle um, it's been very emotional and i'm really thankful because i'm very passionate to talk about data science and hopefully i can be of help to both practitioners who want to learn more about analytics and students who are trying to get into this field uh, so you are welcome to follow us on our linkedin page uh, for videos and more details about you know data science for beginners yeah thank you thank you so much shum thank you milin and with that we come to end of this podcast thank you for tuning in and hope you to see you the next episode of show me the dots thank you others if you do so i would love to listen to your comments and suggestions please send me a mail at shomodigupta that's s o u m y o d g u p t a at the rate gmail.com thanks again for listening and until next time goodbye